Apparently, we got a shortwave radio interrupting our feed. But anyway, you have jumped in on the Bama Standard the day after. Hopefully, everybody's had a chance to get their morning in and get a fresh breath. We're here to provide the right perspective tonight because we are the number one channel for the best Bama content out there. Let's get everything riled up here in the live chat. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching the replay, get in the comment section. Show us love there. As always, we are brought to you by Workspace Solutions. If your business needs a digital presence or a full-fledged marketing team, these are the guys you want coaching up your business. Visit them today at WorkspacePros.com. With me, as always, is an all-star crew led by the undefeated, undisputed king of comedy and the star of the show, Steve Brown. Hey, man, I'm just happy to be here, man. You know what? Uh, unfortunately, not on this end, but I'm still here with y'all. We're going to get through this, and we're going to have a great show, and I'm ready to go, man. So, hey, guys, roll tight. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, we're still rolling regardless of what the outcome of games are with him as always is the 1999 all SEC linebacker. And when McFlair said to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. He is that man. Marvin Constant. Wow. So. Death silence, man. Don't. All right, well, hopefully we have some other members on our panel alive tonight. I know Stephen Smith is alive. He is the senior analyst of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and the guy who single-handedly keeps Paul Feinbaum employed. Welcome back in, sir. What's up, guys? How, how we feeling? I can't even do it tonight. He, he, he can't even do it. He can't even do it. He's shaking up. He's shaking up. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Can't do it. All right, last but not least, the two-time USFL champion, two-time national champion. He's the baddest man to ever tote the rock. Bo Scarborough. What's up, Justin? Man, okay. Hello, whoa, 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 Bo, you don't see us here, man? You can't, you can't speak to us, man? Huh? You like that, Bo? You can't speak to us, man? What's I love up? you, man. I'm one of your biggest fans. What's up, guys? Nah, I, nah, I, I know, I know. Normally, I would save this for the depth chart, but I, I, I'll just put this out there because it's not really huge news, as as my man Steve Brown alluded to before we started. Uh, Shas Preston, Alabama receiver, is in the portal. Uh, expect to see probably a couple of more receivers or a couple more players hit the portal as well, because I feel like these twenty twenty four kids coming in here, they're gonna force a lot of people. To hit this portal, mm. can we I, put Tommy Reese in the portal? Oh, we're gonna talk I, I, about well, that. Well, 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 well you, you know that there's probably some applications being taken for him to go in, but right now, you know, Shaz Preston is in there uh, as we speak. These 2024 kids are gonna push a lot of folks toward the portal. I'm gonna say this: Bo's guy stepped up, Justice Haynes, that boy monster, and hey, he should um, be getting the ball more. Let, let me say this, man. As far as this portal crap, it's cool, true enough. But if you're jumping in the portal, you ain't you. You don't need to be at Bama no way. That's just what it is to me. That's my opinion. Work through it, fight through it, and keep it moving. If you if you're not all the way in and locked in like you're supposed to be, man, and fight and be and trust the process, and then wait your turn, then 
you you shouldn't have never came to Bama nowhere. You knew what it was. So, you know, fight for your position, take somebody's position, or wait, learn, develop, and then wait till your time comes. That's just what it is. You know? Well, I just got a notification telling me we actually got a wide receiver here in the Bama Standard Portal. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest that's here, Stephen Smith. If you would, bring him in the right way. I mean, we, we, we got somebody that's the ultimate Bama receiver. When you talk about he brought people to their knees, to their feet, to their highest-pitched voice, somebody of whom he still got that southern miss db wondering how in the world did he catch that ball he's still bringing mm. folks in florida to tears taking over urban Meyer in his first year coaching the florida beating him to death i mean he's still returning kicks for touchdowns punts for touchdowns catching touchdowns doing everything but sell hot dogs and beer almost what's <laughs> the ultimate ride out in the 2000s era, he started to turn before it even became a turn. We welcome to the ring of the original number four. The reason why we throw up them fours, Tyrone Four, Pro Throw is in here. Oh, man. Oh. I, I, I appreciate that intro. I, I needed that one yesterday. <laughs> you got the baby face. <laughs> can't, can't get none to grow, man. Can't get none to grow. You're not a farmer. No, oh, man. I, I can't either. I, I really can't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think Pro's got another year of eligibility. He wants to hop in on the NIL madness that's going on. <laughs> so, hey, listen, guys, we've got a lot to talk about. And I didn't know where to begin, but I know our guys can talk. And who better than to start us off than the man who makes a lasting impact in everything that he says? Guys, Marvin Constant is here for Constant Chaos. There's so many things to be said <laughs> about last night. But the most glaring to me is how we suck at passing receivers off, especially backs out of the backfield. If I'm the defensive coordinator and I see my young linebacker struggling to pass off these backs and tight ends with these DBs, I'm going to run damn zone. What's complicated about it? You see they pissing it down their leg in man coverage. Every time they hurt us, that was how they hurt us. And then they go to halftime. They make adjustments. They actually started running more zone second half. We shut them down. Fourth quarter, three minutes to go. We go back to dumbass man. What the? Like, what, what, what? I, I don't. I don't even know how to comprehend this. If you see these guys are struggling, why not take them out of it and give them a chance to compete? Why do you keep trying to run man and they putting their foot up our ass? Stop. And because overall, the defense played a solid game. I told y'all that Michigan run attack would not be a problem for us. You look at what they did. First half, they had 105 yards total in regulation. Blake Corn finished the game with 56 yards. Now, in overtime, he picked up 26 more yards. But you hold a back like him, who's supposed to be all world, to 56 yards, and you hold a team to 105, which 
almost what with one third of that came from uh, uh McCarthy's scrambling. We handled the run. It's just a dumbass passing game because we in man-to-man coverage. Too prideful to run zone when we should have been running damn zone. It wasn't complicated. I don't get it. Hey, Marvin. Marvin, another thing, what I noticed, man, you know where they hurt us most and where they got most of the touchdowns? In the flats. The flats were never well, covered. Because, I don't because, understand that. To, that they, because running, they, see, hold on. Because running man-to-man, when you got that one back set, those two inside backers, that Mike in their wheel, they got to banjo that thing off, depending on what side he goes to. If the tight end releases, they also got to factor in that tight end and who's going to take that tight end. So, again, they sucked at it yesterday, but we still running it. If you see they struggling to take these backs out the backfield, go to zone. That way you know you got somebody in the flat with the DB behind them and cover three. It ain't rocket science. Yeah. Give them a chance. And all Michigan was doing was running misdirection. I mean, they just ran a crossing route because yeah. they seen that they were struggling with it. Okay, they found something. So what did they do? They exploited the hell out of it. And we were too damn dumb and prideful to get out of man-to-man when we should have. I think the one thing with man coverage, man, is that um, I don't think it's the fact that we were running it. It's old school man coverage was you got your man, I got my man. It wasn't no – Hey, communicating, switching, da 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 da, and all this stuff. It, it was man on man. No matter if your guy go to the to the bathroom, you you follow your guy to the bathroom. Was old school man. Now they got these different rules and terminologies. If the back go cross face and he go out the back, y'all got a banjo and do all this stuff. And I think, bro, bro, when I I know, but I think when you got guys, young guys, especially that's that's having to communicate and 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 it gets missed miscommunicated and then now it's just hey i thought you had this i thought you had him i i pointed because there was a couple of times where i saw you know you see guys pointing hey you mm-hmm. got across the field and nobody 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 guards him bro mm-hmm. i played from 98 to 2000 before you and we were passing off receivers back then pro we played florida who ran four and five wides almost every down passing off receivers it's basic you know what your responsibility is if you got you know the back and you got two to the field you know what's coming if that if that back go to them two to the field you better look at that crossing route it's simple but if your kids are struggling with it stop doing it and give them a chance to compete if you see they're struggling with it then stop but here's my here's my thing my thing was i was looking for two guys last night and didn't see them Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, where were y'all at? Mm. But uh, th- th- there was one play where Dallas has J.J. McCarthy, has him, and couldn't finish. I'm looking at where was 41. Braswell's nowhere to be found. Deontay Lawson had two plays where 3-2, just knock it down. He barely gets his hand to tip the ball, and they're completing passes they shouldn't complete. That there was no pressure on McCarthy at all. None. None. He had all night to throw. And again, when you're not passing off those backs and those tight ends, that's why he had all those open receivers he would have. And when you're talking about for two, three yards, they was ripping them off 15, 20 yard mm-hmm. plays. Like, yeah. come on. Um, you know, the thing is, I, I also, um, but like I said, from what I've seen, a lot, a lot of their damage came in the flats. I don't know who was supposed to be covering the flats, or, or um, it was just a lot of miscommunication on the back end. Uh, I think everybody else 
Rob did play solid on defense. I saw the, the transfer from Georgia, the linebacker, or uh, what's his name? Um, Trezor Marshall. He missed he, – he, he, he ran in the grown gap a couple of times, and, and that's how uh, Blake was able to uh, – is it Quorum, Blake Quorum? The bounce yeah. to the outside. So I think I think that was a mental error. But other than that, man, um, I think they just wanted it more. And I yeah. think we would just we would just out coach. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can talk about the offensive side, but I'll wait to wait on that. And you know, for Marvin finishes segment, which we all jumped in on. But anyway, Justin, get your bail out because you're gonna need it for this. Yeah, segment. I'm, I'm gonna need it. But there's one thing that really stood out to me, and it probably could sum up the whole game was. Michigan did to Alabama what Alabama used to do to their opponents. They forced them to do things that they didn't want to do. They out physical them, and they even took, like you're saying, Marvin, the, the most simplest of things, and just outplaying us. They they beat us to the ball. Hey, Justin, you you know what they did? So this is what they were doing. I'm sitting there watching it the whole time. And I'm like, is nobody on the field smart enough to see this? They're taking their slot receiver and they're running him on a shallow D uh -huh. in front of those linebackers to influence them, to hold them, and then they're running it back to the flat. Like, why do you keep falling for the same dumb crap? Every You see, that's all they were doing. Just running run in front of linebackers just enough to hold them so that they would see that and they wouldn't go cover the flat. And, and another thing I would say this too. Me. Uh, another thing I would say this too. Tommy Reese is from the Big Ten, right? He came. He came from Not independent, nerd well, independent, independent. And, and and I think that they they know his style of play, uh, play calling too as well. So I mean, I think you you can you can um you can credit them for that. But uh, again, we're on defense. Well, I guess we'll go to offense in a, in a second. But again, man, the I I can't be mad at Bama. Uh, they're uh, I, I I give all my hats off to Michigan. Uh, they just wanted it more. Simple as that. They just wanted it more, and we were out coached, and and that's just what it was. I think well, the complacency with our coaching was not not it was it was complacency. It was a lot. It's like we're gonna settle. We're gonna do this. We're gonna wait. And, and and when you're playing in a game like this, you gotta go and put your foot in the ass. We ain't got time to be waiting and doing all this other stuff. And that's you know that's just what it is. And they lack leadership at middle linebacker. That's one of the biggest issues. Because you could talk to Tony, you could talk to anybody who I played with. After that one or two times of them running that shallow, that shallow crosser to influence to get to that flat, I would have started making adjustments on the field my damn self. I wouldn't have waited on the coach. I would have just started telling them what the damn do. Because ain't no need in us getting our ass kicked when we know better. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, and we, we'll end it off with this one here. I wasn't – I'm literally getting like a – I'm really getting information from uh, the Rose Bowl practices because I had a guy there on the ground that was feeding me information. A lot of these players, the practices leading up to the game, their heads weren't in it. There were so many stories I got of guys just in California on Rodeo Drive talk, talking about shopping and, and being out there in the lights and the L.A. glamour and, and Disneyland. Like Their heads were not even focused on the main thing, which is the actual football game. They let the distractions uh, outside get to them. So when the actual game came, uh, there was no intensity. There was no match this, match that. No, their mind was focused elsewhere. I don't know if you guys can agree to this or not, but I was talking to Chris Owens yesterday after the game, and he feels, and, I, and I'm going to echo this, that Alabama was living to play Georgia this year. That was their title game, 
and it felt like this was just some vacation that we were lucky enough to get invited to because I just didn't see us plugged in. As Steve Brown said, they wanted it more. And listen, I've been trying to give Michigan props this entire time. I, I don't care what conference they play in. I don't care what you think their competition level is or where it ranks as opposed to the SEC, the vaunted SEC. They were number one for a reason. They were in the top four for a reason. If they were that bad, then why didn't we expose that? Why didn't we take them to the woodshed, give them credit? We hit them in the mouth, but they hit back three or four times. Steve, like I told you last week, that old whoop your ass. Old whoop your ass it stays on you, and they beat you to the grave, whereas new whoop your ass will hit you one time and walk off. Mm -hmm. I felt like we got that old whoop your ass, mm -hmm. whereas that's something we used to get and give it out regularly. We were old. We were new. Whoop your ass. We did just enough where we felt like, okay, we got them bruised enough. They're they're gonna they're gonna back away, and it kind of felt like that towards the later part of the game. And then that final drive by Michigan, they whooped our ass down the field, okay. exposed us. Okay, Justin, let me say this, man. And I've been reluctant, but I'm gonna say it. And and y'all can think of it on how you want to think of. I really don't give a shit at this point. This kid, Seth McLaughlin, I'm going to tell you something. I've been thinking it, and people have been, been saying it or mentioning it, and they're saying it, but not really saying it. Something is up with that dude. I don't care what nobody says. I don't try. I don't, I don't believe in throwing players under the bus, but every game Bama's in, and it's a, it's a close game, and it's a crucial game, he always tend to snap the ball crazy. Uh, 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 when 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 Nero's not ready, when the team is not ready, I'm I'm starting to call something. I don't know what it is about this kid, but I've never seen this in the history of Bama football where the center continues to do this time and time again, and it's always in a crucial game. I went back and looked at some of the games, and it was during the Auburn game. It's like, dude, you're trying to make us lose this game. You did it again last night, the last play of the game. You did it again. And then we had a drive, the best drive of the game last night. We were driving, doing well, driving the ball down Michigan throw. What does he do? Back to back, two terrible snaps, a snapping fraction. I mean, if, if something ain't right with this dude, and I'm saying, I'm calling it. Y'all can say I'm a conspiracy theorist or not, but I've seen enough to say, Something ain't right. Somebody defend this if, if, if y'all don't see what I'm saying. Well, Steve, the one thing I can say about it, from a, I, you know, I don't usually speak on offense. You, you know I, I usually stay on my Somebody side right of the ball. That, bro. But with this offense, the one thing I can say, those those snaps, what that does for a quarterback, it, it makes him look down. When he looks down, it has screwed his natural progression at that point. Everything whatever up. he's trying to read, he's having to reset everything now. By the time he catches that ball and looks up, and the way that they were on his ass last night. But, but Marvin, what I'm saying to you, man, is this. Every game we've had that's close or or or, 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 or we're about to lose or whatever, he, he, he comes with a crazy snap or he, or, or he comes with an unauthorized <laughs> snap. Every time you think he point shaving. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but it's but I, it happens in sports. But I'm telling you, man, you gotta y'all people. So do we need to look start at it. You gotta look at it because I'm telling you, man, we had, when we came out the third quarter, our momentum was like, oh, we're about to beat the hell out of them. Steve, we, do we need to start calling him Pete Rose. I don't know, man. Um, we, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. If you if you go back and you, if, if you go back and look at this, guys, he's had and I've counted. 
He's had 30 bad snaps this season, 30. He averages two to three a game. And uh, my, my thing was, you have three guys on your roster behind him that could have played center. Darian Dalcourt, where was he? After the second bad snap, where was Dalcourt? Where was Terrence Ferguson? Where was James Brockermeyer? Well, Coach me, anybody. Look, look, Coach Saban has had no problem yanking guys. This is the same Coach Saban that yanked Jalen Hurts in the national championship. That's not there this, anymore, Steve. This, this, uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. This is the same Coach Saban that literally fired Lane Kiffin the week before championship game. This is the same Nick Saban that literally benched Jalen Milrow to put in Tyler Buckner, who was trash, playing him anyway. Where is that Nick Saban? Literally, after the second botch snap, you yank McLaughlin out of there. This, 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 this is my thing. This is the one thing that has hurt Saban. He is loyal to a fault to veteran players that he should not be loyal to when there's another guy on the roster that can do that job way better. You put the younger guy in or you put the other. You don't fall with the loyalty. Saban has fallen with the loyalty and it has cost him. And it cost and then, him again. And then another thing, it got so bad. Usually, you see players, okay, man, it's going to be all right. They literally started going in on him about that. Dude, I'm telling you. I, I, and I'm, Steve, you know why? Because I, I, I apologize for cursing him here, but, dude, I, that frustrated me to it. Because I'm telling you, man, well, if we had, listen, if we had, a, I'm sorry, Marvin. If we had a completed that drive that he single-handedly killed, we would have won that game. Because we were hitting Mitch in the mouth. They couldn't stop. And then they had Justice Haynes in there. And then you go away from him. Exactly. But you right. know why he was teammates, getting the ball better than anybody. And, and, but you know why his teammates were so mad? Because you do all that running during the spring and the summer. You do all that weightlifting. All that work you've done to get to this point. And you're going to piss it down our leg because you can't snap the damn ball. Oh, go ahead. You have something you wanted to add. Now, I was just agreeing with Steve was saying. Well, let me ask you that if if anything, guys, an in-game adjustment, put him under center. Put Milrow under center. If you can't snap the ball, why are you calling five-step drops? Well, you know what the thing is, man. That's I don't I, I don't know what Tommy Reese is doing as far as stuff like that. And then I know Justin, you got frustrated. And a lot of people get frustrated, whereas they're saying, why won't Miro just throw the ball away? From what I'm seeing, every time Tommy Reese calls something. He's usually just sending the receivers, tight ends, everybody just down the scenes. You just go. Er er everything's a fly route. Now you don't have anybody to bail the quarterback out. So now if he throws the ball away, it's intentional grounding because now they got him boxed in. So it's 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 a it's a catch twenty two. It kind of you're not putting your quarterback in a good position to make plays, you know, because the line is getting beat to death. So. It, it's it's kind of like a no win situation. I don't care who would have been back there. Uh, Tom Brady couldn't have been back. Could have been back there. It, it would be the same thing to him because you don't have nobody bailing you out. You just have everybody going down the field. And and I saw a lot of that last night. No 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 intermediate routes. No dump offs. No nothing. Just everybody go down the field. Did all or nothing. Oh, thank you. You saw a two pro throw. It was in it. You know they were doing a good. Their front was doing a good job of. You know, they were containing that outside, but they also were getting pushed up the middle, which was cutting off his length of trying to trying to go up the middle and all that stuff. He couldn't really go nowhere. So it was when he had to sit in the pocket 
uh, it was really just throw it up to one-on-ones and, you know, hope that your guys can, can make the play. There, I don't remember a time where, where we were, we actually had somebody uh, beat and, and he threw it, but there was always their defensive back was always on top of our guy when he threw that ball deep. So, you know, I'm with you. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of uh, bailout throws, no, you know, no backs, no backs in the flats, no tight ends crossing, hey, no, uh, no security blankets and nothing like that to where it was all, it was really just, hey, chunk it up and let's see if we can, see what we can get. Hey, Pro, you see what I'm saying? So if he throw it away, is it's intentional yeah. grounded. But yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. So Pro, you got to take it. No, but I got one question for you though, Pro. Okay. Why not utilize screen games considering the amount of pressure and how Michigan was attacking us in the damn middle? What screen game? I said that yesterday to some people I was watching the game with just because of how they were getting back there so fast and we were getting whooped like receiver screens, you know, throwing something. Back. Even if you even that little motion where you, you're sending the sending the back out on, on the, the little zip motion, throw it to him. Right. Um, throw it to him. Um, yes, yeah, sir. Another thing I want to say this, and Bo, I, 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 Justin, you can pass it along to, to Bo, but I'm just going to go into the segue. Why in the hell did y'all take Justice Haynes out of the game? Six, seven yards a carry every time he got the ball. I did not know that boy was that good. He should have been starting from the way he looked. That boy looked good, man. Now I don't, I don't understand why they stopped going to him. Bo, you got you got to talk about that. He he been there, he been there good, and I don't understand why they went away from him either. The guy was getting chunks of y'all every time he get the ball, like up the middle, out press one from breaking, one from breaking it outside, break two three tackle arm tackle and foul four for two to three more yards, and then all of a sudden you just stop seeing. And his jump cut is re his jump cut yeah. is goddamn ridiculous. He he, he, he pressed the line and jump jump cut it outside and broke two to three targets and fell two to three yards when he forward. And I, I guess that he was doing too good that they took him out. That's crazy. Well, they went away from Jace too. Jace was average, and I think the stat was what nine yards a carry. He starts yeah. to get hot. They they pull the ball from him. And they go back to their script plays, which were doing absolutely nothing. Boo boo. Hey man, I'm I'm I like Jace. I like Jace a lot. But dude, I'm completely he sold. Hell of a game. I'm I'm completely sold on Haynes, man. I'm I'm sorry that dude. Yeah. Oh my God. But but when you was talking about him at first, I was like, okay, let's see what this guy got. I, they should have been using. Him. I'm sorry, we got a super chat. I I, I do. We well, got a couple of super chats. I do want to flip the script. Last week, Bo. He was sick. He had a segment where he was going to talk to us about why Michigan would find success in their offense. And a lot of people disagreed with even suggesting it, say that there is no way in hell they were going to have any success against our defense. They're one-dimensional, no chance in hell. Bo, they had success. They had it in different ways. I'm going to turn it over to you to have your segment to explain exactly why Michigan was able to find success. Marvin said that they didn't run the ball pretty good. Well, I, I, I say 
that the time that they did run the ball, they got a chunk of yards on it. You say he got them 25 yards in the overtime. Well, nobody couldn't tackle him. He ran the ball. Physical. That's what I'm saying. And they offense found a, found a way to lean on our defense and beat us up all the way around. Misdirection with the um defensive line. I mean, tease stunts with the defensive line. Getting uh, on defense, they getting the black the back out in the flats. No one covering the back come across on a little three yard route into the end zone. No one covering. Like they were making our guys make mistakes. I free safety, he coming down, waiting on the guy to come across. We come, they come underneath even shorter, and they get a big yard upside uh, up, up up the sideline. They off, they beat us on offense and defense all the way around. The only the only part that we beat them is in the, is in our special team. That's the only thing that I say that we won that. Uh, offense and defense, they beat us. They leaned on our defense and found ways to score, and they shut down our offense. They pushed the pocket on Jalen Miro, made him step up and get sacked. <laughs> Green dog them, make it make him take his eyes off of that linebacker, and he blicks as soon as he do, and he gets sacked. You know what? You know what? You know what? I want to say this to both um, Caleb Downs. The I think I think that they also picked on him being a freshman. It's, uh, he, he's a hell of a ball player. He, he's he, he's one of the best dogs I've seen in a minute. But I think that they they kind of played on his inexperience. I really believe he was busting coverage and stuff like that. And, and honestly, that's expected with somebody like him. He's a freshman, but he he is he, he plays like a upperclassman. But you know, he he plays hard. But I think they kind of attacked him and and he busted some coverages. But you know, I, I, I you can't be mad at him. He's a freshman and and he's in he's in big boy land. And he's been playing big boy ball the whole year. Absolutely. Oh, 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 and I, I remember saying this. On the on the post game show, Justin, when uh, and Jay's played well, Justice Haynes gave you a spark that you needed. He should have been getting the ball more. But when your priority, when when your when your main two MVPs were your punter and your kicker, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. When Will Reichert's out there making two fifty plus yard field goals to give you a chance, and James Burnup had nine punts. James Burnup had nine punts. Six of those. Mm-hmm. Pin Michigan inside the 20. One of those should have been called for a penalty because he got he got decked. The yeah. referee didn't call that, but you can't blame the guys in pinstripes. Sometimes they act like they're more blind than me. But the point being is when your kicker and your punter are the main two people out there doing it, you got a serious problem. And that was a serious problem. Well, folks, Tyler Prothrow has to go before we let him run out. Pro, if you would, give us your last thoughts uh, of this game. Care to weigh in on any of what was just said? Uh, just give us your summary and then tell folks how they can find you on social media. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, I, going into the game, I didn't think that – I wasn't worried about their run game, which is what their strength was. Um, I feel like with our defense, um, when people tend to, to get the best of us is with the pass game. Um, and, and maybe it's with, you know, miscommunications like we saw yesterday or, you know, guys not being where they're supposed to be. But uh, never did I expect that their past game would be 
the way for them to beat us. Um, I, I, I definitely felt like uh, we would control uh, the run game, and I felt like if they did get their pass game going, uh, I think with Michigan, man, they were they were confident enough. Uh, they weren't scared of us. You know, a lot of people, um, when you hear, you know, they seen where the selection committee uh, was in Michigan's room, and when they found out they had to play Bama, and they were all, ah, oh, like they didn't want to play us. Well, those guys, you know, they didn't care either way, and I think Harbaugh had them boys, you know, ready to play us. They weren't scared to play us, um, and I feel like every big moment they seized their big moments. Uh, they took advantage of everything, uh, every mistake that we had, guys not fitting the hole, guys not rolling down to the flats, uh, guys not communicating on, on crossing routes. I, I think they, you know, they obviously uh, studied it, uh, you know, whether they stole some signals or not, they studied it. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they were prepared. They were more prepared for, for what we had, and they were more prepared for the personnel that we had in. Um, and, and I just think, that, like like Steve said earlier, they wanted it more. And you could tell uh, with the momentum and, and, and every big every big play, um, you know, they were prepared for it, uh, and we weren't. Sir. We appreciate you being on with us, sir. Before you head out, tell people how they can find you on social media. Well, you going uh, to bake cookies? Huh? You going to bake cookies? No, me and my wife, we had a uh, we we going to hit the gym and our our New Year, so we, we got to go. I promised yesterday we was going to hit the gym. It's today leg day. Huh? It's, it's today leg day. It's gonna be whatever I can find in the gym to do. <laughs> whatever i can find in the gym to do man I, you know i'm just trying to you know, try to better myself for uh, you know for, for myself and for my family so um you know just uh, gotta knock off a few man so um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start with it and try to stick with it and, and see if i can you know get healthy Stay hey man, listen, listen. Cheeseburgers and fries. Hey man, Proto, listen. If, if that workout ain't working out, man, get with Marvin and go down to Miami and get another BBL. But like Marvin, <laughs> <get him. laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to go that direction. Yeah, go get a BBL, oh. Marv, Marvin. Thick, Marvin, thick as hell. Go get a BBL. <laughs> <laughs> No, but y'all, y'all, y'all have pro throw and starting to only fans if, if he follows yeah, Marvin's advice. <laughs> and hey, in the word, in the, in the word, of my advice, you get these hammers, baby. You get the cut. But in the word, in the words of Marvin, my mama told me not to listen to foolishness. <laughs> but bro, how they find you on social media? You got some Instagram and uh, Twitter uh, action going on. Yeah, Instagram. You can. Instagram. Twitter, you can find me at Pro Throw Four. Uh, Facebook, our own Pro Throw. Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm not really. I don't, I don't get on there post anything. More so watching videos, but that's our own Pro Throw also. Um, so just look me up. Give me a follow. Uh, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Hope y'all had a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Hey Pro Throw, listen, Thank man. You, it's brother. cold out there. It's cold out there. So listen. Next time you go, if you got that, that's cool. But grab you one of these, man. My boy got them. Grab you one of these. <laughs> That's, that's what I when I go when I go hit that that the air out there when I go work out I grab one of these. Yeah, okay, so. okay, I'm gonna get me one then. I'm gonna get get, get my boy Marvin up. Man, he don't just, look good in his, but I'm sure you look good in yours. Just shoot me a text. <laughs> just shoot me a text, pro. I send you one. Yeah, you know I take care of you, baby. I need. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. We appreciate right, bro. you, brother. All right, All right the original number four. Right, yes, sir. There he is.
<laughs> BBL 45 from Moyo Tocando El Bajo. <laughs> hey, we, while, we, while we got a break, we got some super chats to get to. We got the church offering plate being passed around. BJ Swope 499, Tyrone Pro Throw, the only man who can run down a Brody Kroll deep ball. That's the truth. Crimson Kings, $1.99. McLaughlin should have rode the pine. It was awful. Snell's World, $5. I'm still confused how he was the starting center in the Rose Bowl game. Glad I'm not the one, only one. Moyo Tocando El Bajo. My Spanish is not good. I'm from Mississippi. Do you all think Pete Golding would have had a better defensive scheme? Oh, Lord. Hell no. Necesito un nuevo sacimiento, boca grande. Hey, what is that? What you just saying? Number five at Taco Bell? That was you. It is. This segment is being streamed live right now on Telemundo. Guess <laughs> <laughs> what? He, he Mar Marvin ordered some pig feet from Taco Bell. No, he did. <laughs> that Rosetta Stone is paying dividends, folks. <laughs> A pig taco. A pig taco. We got some more money for Marvin's pig tacos. Zero user Z. I don't know what that is, but hey, he's got four nine nine thrown our way. Hope you're well, Pro Throw. Met you and David Palmer at Oxford Mall in 05. You're still my favorite Alabama wide receiver. Roll ties. Linda Derry, $5. Do you think Nick Saban is too loyal to players See. Uh, to a fault? Yeah. See. Uh, open um, and shut door. What's up? You, I think do you have a segment. We got a segment coming about who do you blame, huh? Yeah, it's coming. Ooh, After we get man. to our moneymakers here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenio Patio, $2. Michigan did a great job. With a lot of motivation. Oh, sorry, with a lot of motion. Killed us. Kept our linebackers and DBs confused. Like, it's not hard to pass off receivers. That is the easiest thing in the world to damn do. Steve, didn't you get in a lot of trouble for motion at the Moonwinks? I did. A lot of motion. <laughs> Don Parker, $10, proud of this team. But going forward, the offensive line needs to be addressed in the offseason. Stephen Smith has something to say about that later, so hold tight. I also don't want to hear about how pissed this team is in the offseason. Thank you. Or the we going to do speeches. Yeah. Let me add to that. I don't want to hear about any more revenge season as well. Roy Renfro, $5. It's rigged. Roughing the punter. No. Call Michigan off sides. No call. I'm done being emotionally invested. It's all rigged. Many of you know this. Well, that's one way to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate everybody for throwing money our way we appreciate you guys for being the best fans out there without you there is no us well actually without steve brown there is no us but we want to give you credit too but before Stephen s smith gets to what i talked about we have a important segment there's a lot of finger pointing blame placing so exactly where does it go is it a single person we named a few players tonight, or is it collective? Guys, uh, let's talk about it. Where does the blame play be need to be placed for last night? Steve, start us off. Stephen right. M. Smith, Marvin, then Bo. Okay, so first off, let me say this to the Bama fans. I knew it was coming. It's always attack Miro. Attack, attack Miro, attack Miro. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. Miro made some bad plays, but Miro was certainly not to blame. He played hard. 
uh, and and he kept us in the game with his athleticism and some of, and some of the plays he made. Um, I have to blame uh, the team as a whole. I don't think they were focused like they should have been. I I I I, I blame the uh, the I would say uh, mid grade preparation from the coaching staff as far as the offensive line is concerned. I, I blame uh, the center for not being focused or whatever he was doing. I I, I, I do, and of course I blame uh, the the some of the play calls from Tommy Reese and of course some of the um, the lack of aggression from the defensive coordinator. So again, it's a team effort, um, and I blame like I said the whole team. So again, but you but the one thing I I, I love Miro to death. But yeah, he did make some mistakes, but you can't put it all on him. You, I don't care who would have been back there. You know, you got fans already hollering. We got Julian saying coming. Let me tell y'all something yep. about this kid. Let me tell y'all something about this kid real quick. He's a kid. And he got to still go through the Bama process. He got to go through. He got to go through the Bama process. He got to be go through it all. He got to learn it all. And then while y'all 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 bringing him in as the great white hype, you still got Ty Simpson there. Ty Simpson is a dog. So we, so this guy probably will have to sit a year or two, and then not, not only that, Milrow is coming back. Y'all don't think he's going to develop and get better in the off season? So come on, people, y'all, our Bama fans are ridiculous when it comes to that. Man, we got such and such coming. We got something, and I think Saban looking at another quarterback, little kid, uh, uh, another five star in in the twenty twenty five, little black kid with an afro. I've seen him already. So yeah, I'm real tall, look like one of the um the Cosby kids. Um, <laughs> I, I I know you know his name. Yeah, he's coming. He's a five star. So we we so so every year Bama does well, we, we yeah yeah every year Bama doesn't do well. We got a, a a new guy coming out of high school. We got such and such coming. So so y'all y'all miss will stop trying to write Miro off because he's gonna be there next year. And I'm gonna tell you, we wouldn't be where we are without Miro. Oh, how soon do you people forget? So oh, how- again. Deal, deal with it. Let's address that offensive line. That was the weakest point of our team this year, and we will be fine. Simple as that. I'm right there with you, Steve, and I, I just knew in the back of my head these very same people who were on the uh, Milro <laughs> uh, anti-O'Brien parade last week were going to be the very ones who yep. are ready to run him out of the building again. Yep. So I, I don't want to hear it. I, I, I'm excited for what he was able to do, the growth he made this year. It was incremental. Without a lot of his play this year, we're not where we are. At all. But, man, what's going to happen year two with a whole offseason to continue to improve his craft and this this offense is formed around him even more? Exactly. I, I'm excited about what year two is going to look like. Stephen M. Smith, go ahead. I look at this season – and I liken it to the 2014 season with Blake Sims. That 2014 season where no one knew coming in what this team was going to look like. People had already written Blake Sims out the door. Defensively, you didn't quite knew what you had, and you had you suffered an early season loss to Ole Miss. That team rallied behind Blake Sims. Blake Sims started playing some of his best football. He gets you all the way to the college football playoff semifinal. You lose to Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. And a lot of people were pointing the blame at Blake Sims, pointing the blame here, there, everywhere. But that team that was not supposed to be there, they got there. And then the following year, 2015, 
to win the national championship. When I look at this team, yes, Milrow had some had some things he would love to have back from this game. But the blame is not overarchingly on him. Yeah. You look at number one, the offensive. You, you got to do something with Eric Wolf, and I'll get to that in a minute. Because the offensive line was flat out not prepared. They couldn't handle a blitz. They couldn't pass off the protection schemes. The best player on that offensive line was Big 77, Jaden Roberts. He had the best game on the offensive line. Everybody else did some stuff that I'm like, what in the world is going on? So you got to address Eric Walford. You got to address the offensive line. Tommy Reese had some plays where I'm like, what are you doing? Now, the final play of the game, I don't put that on Tommy Reese. That was actually a very good play call. A horrible snap from Seth McLaughlin off to the time of the whole thing. So the yep. final play, I don't put that on Tommy Reese. But some of the other stuff, that's got to be addressed where Tommy Reese is concerned. And then on top of that, last but not least, the miscommunication where the defense is concerned on a, on a lot of the pass-offs. And then uh, the just lack of will to get up and lay a hat on Blake Corum. Like, there was no hat laying on that guy. And then you're letting J.J. McCarthy get to the edge. At some point, where's the pride? I'm not going to let you get to the edge. I'm not going to let you. I'm going to put a hat on your butt now. Like, I ain't going to let that happen. Like, there's got to be some grit about yourself to not let that happen. And the the lack of grit, the lack of, the lack of personal pride, where the players are concerned defensively to not let that happen, and they let that happen anyway, that's an issue. Okay, I got, I got a question real quick, and, and I'm, I've been, I was blown about this, Justin and, and, and Steven, and Marvin, and both. I got to ask, I still don't understand what the final play call was. What was it supposed to be? Okay, I, 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 I'll break that down to you. So the final play call, the, the, the original decision was going to be, because if you go back to it, it was a shotgun formation. They had Jermaine Burton as the long receiver at the top. At the bottom, it was Isaiah Bond and Kobe Prince at the bottom. Prince is in the slot. So the play call was going to be they were going to flip the ball to Jam Miller, who was flanking Milrow. Jam Miller's only job, beat the inside linebacker to the pylon, put the ball inside the pylon, score a touchdown. That's if the linebacker does not follow Milrow. Does not follow, that's, not, that's if the linebacker doesn't stay attached to Milrow. If the linebacker went, if the linebacker went with Jam Miller, Milrow keeps the ball, he follows big Jaden Roberts because there was a hole on the right side. He mm-hmm. follows big Jaden Roberts. They walk in. If the linebacker stays attached to Milrow, Milrow flips it out to Jam Miller. Jam goes to the end zone following the blocking of Isaiah Bond and Kobe Prentice. The initial play of that thing was supposed to be a pass. But if the linebacker goes with Jam, Milrow keeps it, follows Jaden Roberts up the right side for a touchdown. So and 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 the snap killed the whole the, the whole snap play. killed the whole thing because when the snap was low, Milro takes his eyes off the play. He has to get the ball. When he comes back up, he doesn't see the hole that Jaden Roberts sets for him. He tries to go up the middle. Michigan blew it up. And Justin, that's what I was saying. I'm telling you, man, it's something to that guy. I'm telling y'all, and it's gonna come out. It may not come out soon. It's gonna come out. Marvin, who's to blame? You know, I don't like pointing fingers or passing the blame, you know, when, when, when we lose. Even as a player, I didn't like to do that. But I got to say, I'm convinced that our center was too busy trying to upload pictures of his butt to his only fans opposed to snapping the damn ball 
the way he was supposed to because clearly something was on his damn mind because no you. way in hell you have that many bad snaps. He had enough bad snaps yesterday. He had more bad snaps yesterday than most centers have in an entire season. Than an entire season. So, and where is your pride? Like Stephen M. Smith said, where is your, you didn't hit no pass popping when we were on defense. You ain't hit nobody getting dropped. You ain't see nobody jumping up excited because they rocked nobody. We didn't own Jack Dilly squat yesterday. We got our ass handed to us because they brought the physicality to us opposed to we taking it to them. So when you ask me where does the blame lie, I'm going to say it starts from the top down. Top down. It's coaches' jobs to prepare the players to play. It's the players' job to play. And, and, and here, here's, here's, here's the one indicator of this, and I don't know how many of y'all saw this, but did y'all see on Seth McLaughlin's, on that second bad snap on the drive where Justice Haynes was getting going, they took it away from him, Seth has two bad snaps. The second bad snap that put Alabama, I think, third and 29 or uh-huh. something like that, Saban fires a timeout. The camera pans to Seth McLaughlin. He's got the most confused look on his face. His hands and, are on his hips. And everybody then, was going then, in yeah. on Then the camera pans to Jalen Milrow, and he has this death stare at Seth. It's like he's going to jump down McLaughlin's throat. Yep, like, yep. Like, like the, the camera pans straight to Milrow, and Milrow sending dagger stares at McLaughlin like, homie. You don't want to come to me right now because if I could jump down your throat, I would. Everybody jump was down going in throat. on it. Sure was. Sure was. Everybody, I, I saw that because Miro was saying something to him. Even Coach Saban said something to him when he was coming out the sideline. Everybody was on his ass. I'm telling you, man. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. Oh, what what you got, man? <sighs> Look, them boy beat us up all the way around, man. Cell phone special team. And they didn't look focused to me. I mean, like you saw Michigan ball jumping up and down when they were chairs in there. You look at Alabama sideline, dead as a rock. That ain't how we used to do it. I mean, you know, that ain't what I'm used to seeing. I'm used to seeing Alabama doing the jumping around and the other team staring at them. But I blame it on the team, man, the leadership of the team. Cause they supposed to take take leadership and take take over, but like y'all said, everybody everybody played a role in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they they just beat us. They out coached us. They out physical. They outplayed us. I give them hats off to Michigan. They showed up and did the job that they were supposed to do. Yeah. Can't you can't you can't dispute that whatsoever. I agree. It's it's a team thing. Stephen M. Smith, we've kept you waiting long enough. You've got some news to deliver to us, but you also got an interesting topic that we've teased just a little bit. It's going <laughs> to actually open the doors to an interesting discussion. Everybody, it is time for the death chart. So, in the depth chart, there's a lot of things to discuss, but I think we will address the number one concern in the room, uh, that is the offensive line. It started off struggling to start the season. We saw bad snaps to start the season. You think that that would be corrected. It rears its ugly head again on the most marquee significant stage, the Rose Bowl, where it's several bad snaps. 
everybody on this offensive line gave up a sack to, of Milrow except Jaden Roberts, who had the best game on the offensive line. And it brings us to this question of what do you do about Eric Wolford? Mm. Because he comes in from Kentucky, you know, big name offensive line coach. What do you do with him? Because Bama has missed on some coaches in the past. They, they, they've hit on some, but they've missed on some. And, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Stoutman, this would not have happened, right? Mario Cristobal, Bo, you know this. Mario Cristobal, that wouldn't have happened. Jeff Stoutman, that wouldn't have happened. Kyle Flood, that wouldn't have happened. But those guys are no longer in the program. You know, Doug Marone should never have been at Alabama. Mm-hmm. He gets in here for a paycheck and that stuff he tried to pull. And, and now here comes Eric Wolford. And there have been times where Alabama players know that there's a coach in this program that's not right. He's not the fit for the pro. He ain't it. And players have gone to Coach Saban. Hey, coach, this guy's not it. He ain't it. And Coach Saban kind of pushes that away and doesn't really hear what's going on, what's being said. And here's another situation where Eric Wolford's not it. You should not be having the same problems in week one and you have them again in the postseason. That should not be happening. And it happened. There needs to be a serious discussion about Eric Wolford. And uh, is this the end of that contract? And do we need to go out there and get an offensive line coach that really, truly gets it because Bama got worked in a Rose Bowl to where that shouldn't have happened. Hey, hey Lane, we got another one for you. Can <laughs> <laughs> so we get him over there to join Pete? <laughs> My God. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm serious because you look at this. Jeff Stout, this wouldn't have happened. Jeff, it wouldn't have happened with Jeff Stout. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened with Joe Pendry. Mm-mm. It wouldn't have happened with Pendry. It wouldn't have happened with Statlin. It wouldn't have happened with Cristobal. It wouldn't have happened with Cal. That's four coaches I know for a fact it wouldn't have happened with. The fact that it happened with Wolford, it happened with Doug Moreau, there's a problem. You can't – and when the players see this coach ain't right and they're voicing it and something's not being done, then there's seriously an issue. I couldn't agree more. We talk about how the players coming in from the transfer portal are there just for a business transaction, beef up the resume. They play for Alabama. They get the exposure they may not have gotten at another school. Well, as you said, Stephen, the same is being said of coaches. They're not buying in. They're there to pad up their resume a little bit, get that big old payday, and then all of a sudden they're gone. One, one and done. That's it. There's no buy-in. And the players know that they are ultimately not buying into them. You can see it in their body language, too. There is no progression on the field. Matter of fact, there's regression. There, there's not been any kind of growth whatsoever. And if you, if the coach isn't buying in, the players sure as hell aren't. And they're going to do just enough just to get through a game. Justin, you realize the problem. I can, I, like I said, I don't like to talk on offense. I, I like to stick to my side of the ball. When your safety leads your team in tackles, that's a problem. That means you don't have a killer in the middle of your defense yep. who has enough pride and intestinal fortitude to destroy everything in front of him. 
because there's no reason why your safety mm-hmm. who's lined up five to eight yards behind him should be making more tackles than him. Listen, right. man, there ain't no way in hell I was going to let a safety have more tackles than me. There ain't no way in hell. It, you are the middle linebacker. You are the field general. It is your job to seek and destroy. It is your job to set the tone for the defense. Your physicality should be the staple of the defense. Your physicality should be what other teams fear. They don't fear that because we don't have it. The, the, traditionally, also, traditionally, the middle linebacker uh, leads the team in tackles everywhere. Yep. Mark. And so, but 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 to, to go to go to Marvin's point, because of the fact that you don't have not only that force middle linebacker, the defensive line, you don't have people that's just whooping up on guys, and that goes to Freddie Roach. The last time you had a defensive line that people said, "Oh snap, him, Quentin Williams," that, that that was the last one where people was like, "Snap, I got to deal with this joker." Like, it's been a while since you had the Quentin Williams, the Deron Payne, the Isaiah Bugs, but Jonathan Allen's the guys that made you literally pee your pants when you came off the bus because you're like, I got to deal with this dude all game long. And because of the fact that you had the coach, whether it was a Bo Davis, whether it was a Carl Dunbar, whether it was a Craig Kuligowski pulling the most out of those guys, I look at Freddie Roach. Freddie, you're not pulling the most out of these guys. But either even, he, but he, even he, still on the field, come on, somebody got to be that one to get them going. Yeah. You can't yeah, just yeah, all yeah. just stand around on right, a hope right, and a proud that right, it happened. Right, 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 upset, but but then, but then that, that that also goes back to Marvin. Are you you're you're not getting the guys in terms of players that get everybody going? You're getting these nice guys. You're not getting these guys that get everybody going on the field. You can talk to Tony Dixon to this day, and Tony will tell you they knew. Mm-mm, just stay out of that dude's way. Hey, hey Justin. <laughs> they knew. Hey, Justin. Somebody asked in the comments to Marvin and Bo, do y'all think it's a culture problem? Personally, yeah, I do. Too many of them want to be Hollywood. You, I seen that, and I was thinking that, but we were talking about something else. Too many of them want to be Hollywood. Understand what you're at Alabama to do first and foremost. Yeah, they say you a student athlete, but damn that. Your ass that'll play football. You that'll tackle, run, catch balls, intercept passes, first and foremost. That is your damn job. Football. You make it to class and you graduate. Yes, that's got you got to do that too. But your number one responsibility is to play damn football. Make no damn mistake about it. If you come to Alabama on, on, a, on a football scholarship and you say I'm going to class, that's my main focus. You need to go some damn well else. Because listen, at Alabama, we're we gonna graduate eventually, some of us, but yep. the main focus <laughs> is to play damn football. That's just what we're here to do. We are here to play football. So hey. if you ain't let your nuts drop enough for you to go play football and do the job. That you signed that paperwork to do, take your ass somewhere else. Uh, I am so glad you kept saying you, you changed you, you change, you change from balls to football. You kept saying you're here to play balls. You're here to play ball. I'm like when you start saying football, I am so glad you changed it. Then you, you know said what the hell you- I'm talking about. Look, <laughs> look I, I got I gotta appreciate the raw honesty of Marvin. Like, yeah, you know, there's anywhere else, you, you folks. Know, no other channel. You're gonna get your degree. Some of you maybe, but you need to play football. That, hey, but he but you know what? He hit it, he hit it on the head. That's right. Just this is why you go to Alabama. This is your most important listen. Bo, you want to weigh in on this? This is what you focus on. Marvin Wright. Marvin Wright. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we got some super chats to get to. <laughs> maybe they can, can help with our culture. 
Let's start out with Cixi. If you missed her last night, she was on fire. 1999, we're supposed to be late, but didn't. I feel some type of way. Then I can't pronounce this, but hey, Z. Everyone mad at Reese, but everyone wants to cheer him when the O-line is on fire, LSU. Eric Wolford has got to go. No offensive line, no offense. Don Parker, $5. This is a team loss, and blame goes to Coach Saban. The offensive line is not the only thing that needs attention. I'll call for a wholesale attitude of adjustment. Mm. That's what I see it. Moyo Tocando Abajo, $10. You guys do an awesome job on this show. Definitely better and more entertaining than the first take and undisputed. Shout out to Shamari Buchanan and Alan Holly. Man, that's so name. gracious. Names I hadn't heard a long time. That's wonderful. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Don Parker, $2. Bring back Joe Pendry and Scott Cochran. Thank you. Man, you got Joe Pendry's 80-year-old tail back in here whooping some ass. That's what's up. (laughs) Justin, you know what? In in today's culture, if we brought back Scott Cochran and how he used to be, he'll run some of them players off. Maybe crying in the corner somewhere talking about uh, (laughs) bullying. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dexter Wright, $5. Tyrese could have run the ball the entire game and put us in the chip. Absolutely. Nick Saban gives you the talent. What? <clears throat> anyway, Beanie Akimbo, four ninety nine is the money. They don't need to be hungry because they're already eating. That's true. They were exactly. eating some fillet the other day. Just they look at their to, Instagram. They need hey, to Justin. run a lot of their asses off. What they don't understand, it's a reason why you get your helmet and your pads before you get your damn books. Okay, you you focus on what you get first. All right, it's simple. <laughs> hey, I just picked up on something. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Justin, you've been caught. You've been seeing a lot of international names. Have we gotten so big we've gone international? Because I've we been, are the, we like, are the number one show in Zimbabwe. Hey man, I, I heard you say Joey Boom. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Joey Boom. I'm like, that's got to be another country. So man, we. Hey man, come on, give us a big round of applause, man. Come on, Marvin. Come on, I know you're mad. Come on, Marvin. <laughs> I take some international players who living in the bush. I guarantee you, they're gonna be hungry. Matter of fact, uh, we got, got a horse. Lions and tigers. They gonna bring their ass over here and, and they gonna hunt humans. Come on, somebody tackle on, tackle on the play, Joey. We got a correspondent right now in the Congo, T'Challa Zamundo. We're joining us next week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Hey, score a touchdown and get naked and say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we're going to try to make some sense out of this here, continue with the. All right, Justin, close the show. These racist guys. Well, Stephen Smith wasn't done. Continue with the, with the last <laughs> moments here. The dead shot here. Yeah. Uh, bring, bring back Sal. Bring back now. Bring back Sal sincere from Douglas Harold. Yeah. He, <laughs> he should have never left. Sal, Sal sincere should never left. And no. th- that's another one that I look at Coach Saban and I go. That's one that should have stayed. Mm-hmm. Sal, kids Sarah, can't handle Sal. I'm telling they you, they really couldn't. Think about this: when Sal was here, Will Anderson was eaten, and Dallas Turner was eaten under Sal Sanceri. 
you kept Sal, that defensive line would have been crazy if you would have kept Sal sincerely. But you chose to let him go off to Colorado. That's what you have happened right there. But you should have kept Sal sincerely. But last thing uh, here with the with the depth chart, as I did mention, for the last two things here, uh, I said earlier that, yes, Shaz Preston, Alabama wide receiver in the portal. Alabama's got a lot of receivers, so he, he hits the portal there. But Alabama did bring somebody in from the portal, another Texas A&M guy. Uh, this guy is uh, Naquil Betrand, offensive lineman, 6'6", 342 pounds. He's going to have to drop down to probably about 310, 315. But he's coming over from Texas A&M to play on Alabama's offensive line, former three-star in that 2022 class, by the way, of Pennsylvania. So Alabama gets an offensive lineman, could use another one from that transfer portal. Hopefully Alabama can go out there, get another offensive lineman. Or you look at these guys that you've recruited, that you're bringing in, and get these guys to play. And for goodness sake, sit down with Eric Wolford and do something about this contract terminated. Something about this contract. Get somebody in here that can coach this offensive <laughs> line. I'll take a shot at least we're gonna be physical. I can give I, you that uh, much. I want us to end on a on a on a good note, but before I do that, there's a couple of things I need to get to. One, I'm gonna start with the positive here because Mike Beckham just gave us ten dollars. You guys do real great analysis. Why does Bama recruit tight ends who were near Brock Bauer's talent? But they are used mainly for blocking. They are so underutilized. I couldn't agree more. Amari the Black. And then old Ben Vice. I guess he's calling me a reverse bigot here. Justin won't call out Milro, but will dog McLaughlin in a heartbeat. Milro fumbling lost us the game just as much as bad snaps. <laughs> Listen, Milrow. buddy. Here's Milrow. the deal. Go ahead. I, I want to say something. Oh, hell. Y'all. Who want to run Milro out of town with torches need to chill the hell out. Did, did Milro play a good game yesterday? No. Did Seth play a good game yesterday? No. Did the whole team play a good game? Hell no. Or we would be celebrating right now and getting analysis ready for next week. But and we're not. No money in my bank Everybody account. fell short. There are things that Milro does not do well right now. Can he throw to the boundary very well? No. Can he hit the short immediate? throws the way we need him to, not at the moment. But that's what the beauty of it is. He has this luxury called time, which you Bama fans don't want to give him because y'all are ready to ride him out for the next great savior that y'all have picked out yourselves to save this team. So chill out. Everybody is to blame. I will call out whoever. Hey, Justin, who I need to call to get the money back? I lost. Hey, man, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. See, <laughs> hey, see, Ben, Ben, see what you done did? You done made the boss mad. See that? Uh, see that? And here, and here, here's the main thing, Ben. In order for Miro to pass, the snap got to be right, bruh. How he going to pass without a good snap? I just need my 500 the ball, back. The ball starts with McLaughlin. It don't start with Miro, homeboy. Pimp juice. The ball start with McLaughlin. If McLaughlin can't snap past a barn, what you expect Milro to do? Whoa, whoa, and whoa, and whoa. if you remember yesterday, he did fumble the ball, but the defense got the ball back the next series, and we got the <laughs> ball back again on offense. So that didn't cost us the game right there. Go ahead, hey, Steve. Hey, man, I, this is wonderful. You, you made the two most passive guys on our show upset. I'm loving this. You, did you just hear – you heard this guy call this guy Pimp Juice? That is, <laughs> that is his street name. You went – 
this and you saved and in the church and call this dude pimp you yeah i'm loving this show this is why y'all should subscribe to the bama standard because um, you never know what you're gonna get but you're gonna get hit that like button subscribe football. button hit that like and subscribe button uh okay uh uh, uh Justin, you all right? Let's lead us on in. I'm good. I'm good. Before we close out, guys, let's this, this leave on a high note. Let's talk about what we saw this season that uh, really let us feeling good. I'll start it out. Steve Brown, then Steve Smith, then Marvin and Bo will round it out. I like the fact that we went from a team that nobody absolutely believed in. They rid us off. And week three after the USF game said we will lose four or five games after this. And although it didn't look pretty, we still won. We continue to win. We got to the SEC championship. We beat Georgia and the end of their 29-game win streak, and we got to the playoffs. This year is probably the finest coaching job that Coach Nick Saban has ever done. And the reality of it is we probably overachieved. Mm-hmm. But, my gosh, if we're going to overachieve, I'll take it all day long if it gets us to a playoff and gets us to the point to where we are in the national title <laughs> picture. So, I got to give – Hats off to this team for fighting through a lot of adversity, some self-inflicted, some uh, not self-inflicted. I I thought we did a great job in a season where really this wasn't our year. Next year probably was going to be the year, but, hey, I'll take it all day long. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, man, I am excited about Justice Justice Haynes. I'm just so excited about this kid. Uh, I'm excited that Terion Arnold decided to uh, come back. That's a great thing because he believes in this team, man, and and I just hope that – Terry on Arnold's uh, dog attitude uh, rubs off on the rest of the team. I'm excited about uh, uh, Kendrick Blackshire uh, uh, finally stepping up if he's going to step up and be that dog that we think he's going to be. So I'm really excited about the team next year, man. And I really believe that. And I'm, of course, I'm excited about the QB room. I think it's going to be probably the strongest QB room in the nation with, with, with Miro. Uh, uh, let's hope uh, uh, or Ty Simpson doesn't leave, and then the guy uh, everybody's looking over. What's his name? Um, the other one that Lonergan, who I think is probably better than Ty. And then you got the new kid coming in learning. So you know, uh, everybody's doing what they need to do, man. And I just hope that there are no more transfers. And I- I'm looking forward to a great season and possibly uh, a national championship. Because honestly, man, people thought this was going to be an eight and four team or. Or, or you know, we they thought we were gonna lose at least four or five games, and and we got all the way to to you know the the semifinals, and I'm good with that, and and we did it on we we got kicked out on self inflicted wounds and not being being um, focused. So again, man, I think they had a taste of it, and I think they'll be even hungrier next year, and I and you know, and I think we're gonna be uh, good to go next year. So I'm excited. Stephen M. Smith. Well, God, before before I make my before I say what I, what I have to say, it looks like there's a big announcement coming in terms of in terms of uh, th- so the the head guy for TexAgs.com, Texas A&M, that's Bill Billy Lucci, is reporting that Texas A&M is trying to add Alabama wide receiver coach Holman Wiggins to their to their staff there. So that's some news there coming out of A&M. The Aggies trying to add Holman Wiggins. We'll see what that translates into. But my thoughts here to wrap this up on, <laughs> on this team, I go back to the 2012, the 2014 Alabama team. No one thought that that team had a chance to have marquee success, and that team did with Blake Sims. They overachieved. 
-hmm. And this team of Jalen Milrow did the exact same thing. After the loss to Texas, they were written off by a whole lot of people. They banded together. They came together. They created an, an acronym that became the battle cry for the entire team. And I thought a lot of this guy, this, this loss will sting them. This loss will sting them, but it'll motivate them. It'll motivate them to really get back in that room, to really work, to really put some things in order. And this loss will even cause Coach Saban to kind of do some evaluating on who really needs to be on this coaching staff, mm -hmm. who really needs to be in here, and who doesn't need to be in here. And that way we can get this program back to where it needs to be at. So, yes, it did not end the way we would have liked to. The team still overachieved. It's still the SEC champions. Just the big thing right there. And I think this allows Coach Saban to take a step back, really dig into some evaluating, some reevaluating, and get this thing back to where it needs to be at. Marvin. Whew, this is one of those seasons. So, but you know, if I got to look at the season as a whole and say what is the highlight for me, it would definitely be Will Reichert uh, becoming the NCAA's all-time scoring leader. Thank that God for him. An easy feat. Uh, man, he kept us in so many games this season. Man, if I had a way to get him another year, I damn sure would because, hell, shit, he bailed us out numerous occasions. So, you know, I'm just hopeful, you know, with the way this season ended that they'll use it as a building block, not in terms of saying that this is revenge. No, as a building block in terms of finding guys and young men that are going to go out and they're going to practice and they practice with a purpose and understand that they practice with a purpose. Okay, it's got to be personal. Like when I played, it was personal in practice. My teammates knew we teammates, but I'm gonna give you the same thing I'm gonna give to Tennessee, LSU. Every you can do the same thing in practice because that's how the team becomes better. You elevate everyone when you do that. If you're at practice just joking around and ha ha he he, you get the result that we got yesterday. So I'm hopeful that they'll use that as a building block to bring in that type of personality that understands that when you're practicing. Same speed, same tempo as games. Teammates just got to get this heat. They just got to accept it. It's it's for the betterment of everyone. Real quick, Minister RC, 499, we appreciate you. Bo? You're on mute, sir. At the, beginning of, at the beginning of the season, we didn't look so good. And then you can, you can tell that the locker room started to come together with each other, start to get to know each other. Started off a little rocky, but I was very surprised with the end result on how they came together as as a team, as one. As you can see um, at the end of the season, if you uh, look at the beginning. But uh, I'm just excited to see what next season holds for us in the backfield as far as the quarterback and the running back with just his hand back there. If he stays, but what? I, was just, I was just, I was just proud of how they overcame the beginning of the season to become one. It seemed like when nobody on the same page in the beginning, but as the season went, you can see them coming together as one. So that was my intake. Very well said. Guys, we've been here quite a long time, but I think everybody in our audience has enjoyed themselves. We have been about 650 plus strong the entire show. So thank you so much for showing out tonight, everybody in the audience. But it's time for us all to close up. 
Before we do that, we're going to pass it around one more time for everybody to prop their social media and what they got going on. Steve Brown, start us off, then go to Stephen and Smith, then Marvin, and then Bo has got an announcement of what he'll be doing coming soon. Man, you uh, deviated. I always go first. What happened? Now you hold on. You showing favoritism? Go ahead, Steve. New, new year, sir. It's a new year. This is, this is <laughs> not year. the year of constant. This is the year of Brown. That's right. I'm, <laughs> what can Brown do for you? Hey man, so first off, man. On hey, <laughs> first off, man, I want to say, man, thank you uh guys for having me on. Uh, I appreciate the run. And I look forward to this year, man. We we we've come a long way and we've done a wonderful job. And I am so proud of us, man. I wouldn't want to be nowhere else but with y'all. Love y'all boys, man. Appreciate it. Great work, man. Great work. So now, man, um uh let me see, January 12th and 13th. I'll be back at the Stardome, I'm back by uh, popular demand. So I'm looking forward to that. So all Alabama fans who are in uh, Birmingham, Hoover, Jefferson County, Tuscaloosa, come on out, get your tickets, stardome.com. And we're thinking we're trying to sell that thing out again for the third consecutive time. So y'all come on out, man. I look forward to seeing y'all. Uh, so you follow me on my fan page uh, for free tickets, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I'm going to give a couple away. Uh, and it is Comedian Steve Brown. Comedian Steve Brown, Facebook fan page. All right, that's what it is. Stephen M. Smith. I mean, it, it's been a joy to be to be a part of this, to be a part of this right here, to be a part of this show. I appreciate you guys for having me be a part of this show. Whether it's Steve Brown doing this with the glasses here, whether it's <laughs> whether it's Marvin, you know, whether it's Marvin, whether whether it's Bo, whether it's Jeff, this has been fun. This has been fun. It'll, be, it'll continue to be that way. You know, echoing uh, Steve Brown's uh, echoing Steve Brown's thoughts there. But for me, uh, in my own words, tomorrow we are definitely going to be looking at you know where does Bama go to from here? Because mm -hmm. from here you look at guys preparing for the NFL draft. Uh, who who is going to be declaring for the draft? Of course, Dallas Turner's already declared. So who would follow him? Uh, J.C. Latham's got a decision. Kool Aid's got a decision to make. Uh, several guys have decisions to make, so we'll get to those uh, along with that. You look at spring ball coming up. Who could be some guys that are fighting for position in spring ball going to next season? So it's going to be fun to get those conversations going. And I do want to remind everybody, just because the regular season is over, that, that does not mean the Bama Standard season is over. We are all year long with great content. Before Marvin goes, we got a question here. Mayo Tocondo El Bajo, $5. Marvin always shows what he's doing on the grill. <laughs> Any of y'all tasted his barbecue? Um, que quieres comer y beber? You know, we haven't tasted tu comida favorita? We haven't tasted any of Marvin's barbecue because uh, we refuse to taste it. That's just, what the, that's just what the hell the answer is. It's true, that's true. I'm sorry that I don't barbecue raccoon and possum. Because I know that's what you used to eating, you know. I don't eat savage meat, sir. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no possum, Marvin. No nothing. I don't nothing. eat savage meat. No I mean, this, meat. this is why. This no is why chilling. we don't. We don't eat Marvin's meat. And you know what? That didn't even sound. Like <laughs> <laughs> See, you don't ever tell nobody you ate my meat. I don't hey, know. Man. That. <laughs> no, that don't mean. 
Hey, hey, I, think we be, I, I think we might get kicked off. We are. Cut, 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 we cut, are the guys, envelope cut. pushers here. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, can you edit that out, Justin? Can you edit that out? <laughs> nah, I leave mean, that on the street. Like, eat meat. <laughs> 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 Steve, I thought you could eat meat. Hey, Bo, don't laugh at that, man. Bo, you my boy. Don't laugh at that. Your whole life? Go to bowl, man. Go to bowl, man. recently started eating meat? <laughs> hey, Justin, we ever go on the road? I ain't sharing a room with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. We have some road trips coming up soon. So, <laughs> hey, man, go to bowl, man. Go to bowl, man. Golly. <sighs> Bo, you're all seat. Well, I'm sorry, sir. You, you. Took us down a road we weren't ready to go. Yo, Steve and you, took you down a road. No, actually, you forced us down that road, and uh, <laughs> you sure did. You forced me to eat the meat. Now you did. <laughs> <We're> going... <laughs> go ahead, Bo. <laughs> no, Marvin, tell them about your socials and in, in forty plus. Constant forty five. You can find me on IG, uh, Constant forty five. You can find me on Twitter, Constant four five one. Uh, again, you know, you're in your late thirties, forties, fifties. You're looking for a resource to help you get in shape. You can find a the link to, to to grab a copy of my book. I promise you, best fifteen bucks you ever spend. And as you can see, you will still have these hammers that I'm possessing at age forty four. I'll be forty five this year, but I'm still fit, ripped to shreds, six packed up. So again, if you're looking for a great resource, three different workout programs. Uh, each one is six weeks. The book designed so you can write in it to track your progress. One for beginner, one for intermediate, and one for people who've been doing it for a while. So it definitely it'll it'll elevate you from starting to finishing your fitness journey. You gotta tell them about this too, man. You forgetting? Oh, we'll get to that later. All right, yeah, you gotta tell them about this. <laughs> Meat eater. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't even get Steve's consent either. You just forced him why. Yeah. Uh Bo, your season's about to take off. You had an excitement announcement yesterday from The Rock. Honestly, when you told us about it, it was bigger because you're a bigger celebrity than The Rock. But anyway, tell the folks what you got coming up. And guys, hey, audience, pay attention. We're going to be a part of this. Bo, take the baton. First game, March 30th, uh, with the merger, uh, the XFL and the USFL have merged. And it's the uh, first game we're playing against the champion of the uh, XFL, which is the Arlington team, <laughs> on uh, March 30th. So. Yeah, and um, hopefully that we'll be covering that game, some 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 games um this year, um, but yeah, uh, March thirtieth, uh, first game. Where's the game at? I think in Arlington. Okay. Okay. So we Dallas. So, so 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 pretty much we're gonna be covering the Stallions. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, Bama fans, hey, listen. Now you're you're converted to the Birmingham Stallion fan because that's a big part of Bama. So we will be co covering the Birmingham Stallions in the in the Alabama's off season. If that if, am I am I right, Justin? That's it. But hey, man, we're excited about that. And you can um, catch Steve Brown on the sideline of Stallions games eating meat. <laughs> hey, before I forget, uh, they announced all the teams who are going to be participating in the new UFL. One of the teams that was left off. Were the Seattle Dragons. Bama's former offensive lineman Chris Owens was on that team and he's left off. Bo, your boy needs a job. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. But anyway, listen, I appreciate everybody for what they do. Everybody on this panel, everybody in the audience, just 
uh, it's been amazing to see the growth that God has blessed us with this year. Uh, thank you for Miss Olivia at the Paul Bryant Museum for partnering with us this season. And uh, thank you for the University of Alabama Athletic Department for partnering with us for bringing James Burnup as well as Tim Keenan on this season. We'll have some more folks coming on in the offseason. Their schedule will get a little bit lighter, so we'll get more opportunities. Uh, we'll be back at the Bryant Museum, hopefully, for the NFL draft again. And then also, too, Kevin Jackson will be hosting his Alabama Celebrity Golf Tournament, I believe, in July. And we are going to be covering that. So be on the lookout for everything we're going to be on the road doing this offseason. Also, on this channel, great shows not only here, but we got the final whistle, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday nights. Then tomorrow night, we have C.C. Payne on the Crimson Dynasty, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. The nightcap is with George and J.T. Teague with Teague's Take, 8.15 p.m. Central, 9.15 p.m. Eastern. Well, I've enjoyed it, fellas. It's been a hell of a ride this year. It's only going to get better. Thank you again to everybody. We appreciate y'all. That'll do it for us here at the Bama Standard. We'll see you next week. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Rolling.